Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. Woo! I'm Lance Osborne, and I'm here with... <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, man, I, I was just admiring my hair and the uh, video feed. It's pretty good right now, This man. is why we should make this a, uh, a video show. No. <laughs> if we did... I would just do close-ups of my hair all if the time. If you don't know, Bobby and I, did you did you say who you were? I don't think you did. You're admiring your, well, your you salt just did. pepper in your beard now. No, Bobby Earhart, this is who I'm doing the show with. Man, if this is your first time listening, I'm so sorry. Actually, I should probably say you're welcome because you're in for a wild ride. We're going to talk about NASCAR. Yeah, this is the NAS- NASCAR. No, it's not. <laughs> It's what my name's Dale uh, Earnhardt, Bobby, Bobby Earnhardt. That's right. That's Coach Coach Maxwell in high school. What's really funny about this co- is if somebody is listening and they have listened to the show and they're they're picking up on this now, they're probably like, "I don't get it. Like, who? Why aren't they talking about things that they're supposed to talk about? Why Why is Bobby interested in his hair? NASCAR. I don't get it. It's, it's been a long time. It's just. It has been a long time. When was our last show? We should. Look at the feed. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. That's for sure. And it's uh, definitely time for us to get back on board. And Josh Kersey would say it's been a hot minute. Hot minute. I like that. A hot minute. So like now that. you can we can tag him in some something when we release this, so he'll have to listen that to That is our mutual friend, Josh. What's up, Josh? However, I don't think Josh listens to the show. He's only got two. They need more kids, man. They need more kids for sure. Yeah, he supports us, though. Yes. Yes, he is. He is a supporter of the show. <laughs> anyway, um, today the show is going to be kind of a catch-up show on what Bobby and I are up to. Bobby, Bobby lives in Nashville. I live up here in Kentucky. Uh, Bobby and I have known each other for years and years and years. You, you just said I live in the Nashville. You live in the Nashville. Well, it, it's <laughs> did a, you mean the Nashville it's a definite area? Article. It's so cool. Everybody is still talking about Nashville so often that it's now the Nashville. <laughs> I would. I hope that. I hope that take, that kind of catches on. That would be funny. <laughs> anyway, Nashville. So, so Bobby's down there in the Nashville. I'm up here in Kentucky. Bobby and I don't see each other as much as we used to, um, especially when we were doing weekly shows. And I'd love to get back to that at some point. But man, is it rough. And especially with summer, we were traveling and Bobby and his family, they were traveling and there was just something going on all the time. Plus it's summer and when it doesn't get dark outside until what, eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock, depending on your time zone and all that, um, it makes it kind of hard for us to hop in, yeah. you know, post bedtime with summer. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but it does make, you were saying it makes it hard with the busyness of summer and I was going to, and you mentioned the dark at eight, eight thirty. Uh, if depending on close, where you are and you know, we used to live kind of in the middle of the Eastern time zone and it was, it was like dark at nine when you live in Atlanta. Um, and I don't like it, man. I just, I've decided this summer that I like summer when I'm either at the pool, yeah, at the beach yep, or at the lake yep, or running through sprinklers. So mostly on days that end in Y in your case, <laughs> just because the the sprinkler thing. <laughs> yeah, um, 
that one I just said for fun, but I, I, uh, I, the, the heat and the humidity, it's just, I'm just done. And the kids, they think, they think they want to play till that it's time to play. School started, right? And they think it's time to play till eight, nine o'clock. And that, that's just not, not, that doesn't work. They got, they got to get more sleep. And Kat and I like our time to relax. So, right. Yeah. In the summer, it, it definitely kind of zaps some of that. Uh, there are the trade-offs and everything, and for us this summer, kind of unfortunately for the health of above average, one of the trade-offs was not doing shows, and it just kind of happened. Um, I'm really passionate about what we're doing with the website, with the blog. Sarah and I have kind of written some blog posts recently, not kind of, we have written some blog posts recently, and we're kind of pushing some of the content in that direction, but uh, I feel bad neglecting the podcast. It's like my poor little baby like I, I left a dog in the car on a hot summer day. I thought it was something I said. No, no, it's. It, I wouldn't leave you in the car on a hot. I summer thought we day. were being we were being censored. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. No, it, it it's just one of those things, and because above average for both of us is really a labor of love. You've got to love it. You've got to love it more than other things, and sometimes that's. You know, loving it more than Netflix on the couch with your spouse. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, Sarah and I, we can watch like a ton of Netflix or whatever. And don't make it, I don't want it to seem like we're TV junkies. But uh, it was that kind of thing. We had a great summer just spending time together, spending time with the kids, even when they stayed up late and all that. And um, yeah, I mean, I could have carved out a few hours a week to make this happen, but it, it didn't happen. But anyway, the good news is here we are, end of August. Going into September, school is definitely back in the full swing. Um, it, it seems like life is kind of settling back to normal, what normal should be. And for us, for me anyway, that definitely includes bringing above average kind of back into my uh, normal routine. I don't know if we're always going to take summers off, um, but I'm glad I took this one off. So anyway, here we are. Boom. Back to looking at Bobby's beard and oh, wait, hair, hair and... Man. Looking I wish I good. could get that. I could get the eight fifteen p.m. or the eight thirty p.m. look in the morning. Just stay up. Like wake up. Hang on, that's not gonna work, is it? <laughs> so let's catch up. Let's catch up on what's going on. We don't need to get too personal, but uh, you've had some big changes kind of unfold over the summer, and I think it's relevant to uh, our big family lives. And other families go through this kind of thing, of course. Um, and it's not expecting another baby, as far as I know. Not yet, anyway. Right, 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 Bobby? Uh, I have I have no information one way or the other on that particular topic. That is the most interesting non-denial denial that I've heard. And you should be a great politician. I will vote for you. <laughs> hey, I might could jump in right now and potentially get some votes <laughs> i think at this point you're probably good <laughs> all right so what's been uh, going on man so yeah. what's, uh, what's yeah, the yeah. summer been up to uh what, what's been happening for the air hearts hey by um, the way let me let yeah. me frame this real quick um above average podcast for big families it's for people who've got a big family or would like a fam like a big family someday uh, grew up in a big family, maybe, and you just relate to this kind of stuff that we're usually talking about. If this is your first time listening, this is probably a really random show to pick up on. Go check out AboveAverageShow.com. Listen to, I don't know, uh, Wet Finger in the Air, episode 20 
was a good one. Episode 25 was a good one. Uh, pretty much <laughs> like I, those are really solid episodes that probably a little bit more closely talk about the big family stuff. But because Bobby and I host most of these together, um, we've got a great friendship, obviously, and our day-to-day lives are all about this big family stuff. So just in case you're thinking, oh, this is a podcast where two dudes are just talking about what they've got going on. No, most episodes aren't like this. But if you have listened to all the other episodes, which we've got you know, a few people who have, it's probably nice for us to uh, share, again, not on a hugely personal level, but just kind of being real. Hey, here's what's up in our world. So Sarah and I, my wife Sarah, she and I have five kids. Uh, oldest is eight, youngest is one. They kind of stair step in there. It's crazy, 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 and it's beautiful. Bobby, uh, why don't you fill us in on you and your family and then update us on what's been going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have four kids, my wife and I. My wife's name is Catherine with a K. And um, yes, we have four. And summer has been a whirlwind. I feel like all of them are. We We always have one or two. Uh, annual vacations planned. Um, we always go to a family lake house in Arkansas, and that's always a highlight of our summer. We enjoy that. We do have to drive out there, so that's crazy. Uh, it's about a six and a half hour drive, so I don't know. I don't know where people are with that. I guess it's a subjective thing. It's not too bad. It's kind of on the high side of of the length of a drive. That it's it's the longest drive we do each year. Not to say we wouldn't drive a further distance, but, uh, you know, four kids and mom and dad in the front seat and trying to manage that is, is always fun. We have a travel show. I always forget the the number, but if you're listening, reference the travel show. Is that 16? Mm. I don't know why 16 comes to mind. Let me <laughs> I could look. be way off on that. Um, go listen to the travel show. That's one of my favorite ones. I feel like I could listen to that and get good information from that show every time I go on a trip. Uh, one thing different about the summer for us, Lance, which you know about, was that Kat and I celebrated our 10-year anniversary, Woo-hoo! and uh, we went to an all-inclusive resort without kids uh, in the Dominican Republic, and we loved it. It was just very relaxing. It was everything we hoped it would be. It was cool. It was fun. We got to rekindle and recapture and all those things. Um, so that was great. Uh, but, you know, in general, from a fam- large family standpoint, um, you know, just kind of the generalities of what summer does and brings is, is you know, you go from structure in the school year to kind of unstructure, uh, unstructured time. And I feel like a challenge for big families is to try to structure that time during the summer. Because here, here the kids have been used to waking up at a certain time, getting ready. Uh, in our family, they do their four steps, which is like make your bed, brush your teeth, get dressed, and something else. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, it, summer just it gets crazy because you're, you, as a parent, you're like, do I, I need to entertain my kids all day or no? Do, they can entertain themselves. We have all these things, these toys. You know, so I, I think it'd be interesting to talk about that, how that differs in your house versus my house. But yeah, it gets crazy when, you know, they want to go to the the first half of the summer. I feel like we spend so much time at the pool 
because the pool's new and we haven't been to the pool in a long time and the pool, 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 and we swim and it's fun. And then it's like, we go to the pool every day. We've been to the pool. We, we have a neighborhood pool, by the way. Um, shouldn't, I wish we had one out outside our back deck, but so anyway, I'm rambling, but it just goes from structure to unstructure and kind of, uh, controlled chaos to uncontrolled chaos. And, uh, we're right now we're back into that re-gearing for the structured time with school. But since we're talking about what the summer was, I don't know. What do you think? I think you're exactly right about the summer being all over the place. It's kind of hard to keep up with. But yeah, our summer has been pretty similar. It's been um, very unstructured. And I love it because the kids, they've got a bunch of friends around here. Everybody congregates in our backyard. It's always a party. But by the same token, it means that every day kind of feels like the same. Yeah. Monday, Some days kind of drag on. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when it's so hot, you mentioned the heat and everything, um, you know, here in Kentucky, it's, it's about the same as it is in Nashville. It's been the very, Nashville. very hot this summer. The, thank you. <laughs> it's been very hot this summer. Um, and worse, the humidity has been insane. So it's great to kick everybody outside in the mornings and in the evenings to let them go play. But inside you're kind of cooped up, which for me is the worst part about the winter right, is when nobody goes outside or can go outside because it's too cold or it's too big of an ordeal for everybody to get jackets and boots on to go play for 30 minutes because then they'll overheat and come back inside anyway. Right. You know, summer, summer's been, or this summer has been like that. Yeah, it's and funny. I'm it's, not complaining about it, but it's it's really kind of thrown us off our game a little bit this summer. So, yeah. So true. Yeah, it's like we've had the extreme in the summer where you want to be inside and the extreme in the winter when you want to be inside. <laughs> You right, know. right, right. But, you know, maybe different states, just thinking out loud here, I bet some states experience the seasonal changes more drastically than we do, and that's maybe normal for them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, your mileage is going to vary depending on, on where you're at. I don't know why. It comes, like, I even rem- Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say what comes to mind is I have family in St. Louis, Missouri, and I feel like those summers are always just really hot, but they're, they get really cold winters too. I don't know if it's a Midwest thing or where they're, where they're uh, kind of centralized ge- geographically in the United States, but uh, I bet they would experience that more often. Of course, they're more ready for winter too. Like, you know, in the South, we don't have the, the gear and stuff. It's more like put your heaviest jacket on and go outside. Although I bet you guys in Kentucky, you guys experience some, you're north enough to get more winters, anything, anything. Anyway, yeah. we're dragging on. I'm dragging on. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but but the, the weather thing has definitely thrown this summer in particular off. I don't remember it being like that as a kid myself, though. Growing up in the same city, it doesn't seem like it was that bad, which makes me wonder, okay, it's either something like global warming, which I really don't think has changed that drastically in 20 or 30 years, or it's your perception. As a kid, you probably just don't think about it. You're just not thinking through, oh man, it's so muggy right now. You're not thinking through that constantly. You're just playing yeah. around with your kids. Yeah, and I kind of miss our that. Kids are on, yeah, yeah, I wish I felt the same way. <laughs> and because our kids are kind of on the younger side, like I said, our oldest is eight, but then it's five, four, two, and one. Um, like Katie Beth, who is our eight-year-old, is just now getting to the point where she can hop on a bike and just cruise the neighborhood with her buddies. Right. And our five-year-old... She hasn't yet got her training wheels off. Luke, by the way, has got his training wheels off. Really? It's a huge, <laughs> huge milestone. Mary is very upset that her four-year-old brother 
can ride his bike without training wheels and she can't but it's okay okay she'll get there <laughs> to each his own but or her yeah. own but like our kids are just now getting to that point where they can go do that and have some of their freedom um so anyway all that being said it's been a fun summer to kind of watch them uh, grow and change but i am definitely looking forward to the structure and the routine a little bit more for their own sake and certainly for for mine and sarah's too it makes me think back to the show that we did talking about public school versus private school versus homeschooling. And what a lot of people are doing now, and I don't know if we talked about it on that episode, is the idea of unschooling. Are you familiar with this? Unschooling, no. Unschooling. So even people who would normally have like a, uh, a homeschool approach to things, that it's a little bit more flexible, they're incorporating a lot more travel and a lot more like experiential hands-on learning. And so it's not, okay, well, you've got to study for the math test, so do all these math problems, do your homework, learn these formulas, and then we'll have the math test on Friday. Well, that right there applies in the standard school versus the homeschool, right? Yeah. Well, unschooling, you wouldn't necessarily have that. But it's just the idea that you're always teaching math. So there's not like a, let's do this chapter so that you learn this idea. You're just always going through that process. So, hey, kids, count the cars on the highway. I'm kidding. I, I... I have no idea. I have no idea the structured way. I'm just being. And I think that can only go so far. I mean, I don't think you're going to be doing algebraic equations, you know, counting the billboards as you travel down the road. <laughs> but it's it's the idea that I guess if you're unschooling, if you do have that approach, it doesn't matter if it's July 4th, you're still going to be teaching your kids something. You still have the opportunity to teach them something, even in a schooling way but it may not be in the confines of, you know, private or public school. I like how that's a term now, unschooling, because I, I have tried to talk my parents into unschooling me many times in my childhood, <laughs> and it didn't work. And I don't know, I guess that just meant take me out of school, forget school. Right. right. <laughs> and sometimes I school you, and then you get offended and ask me to unschool you. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Oh, anyway, man. so yeah, that's been that's been summer in a nutshell, I guess, for both of us. But hang on, I thought you were going to talk about something. Oh yeah, something yeah, I didn't, I didn't get there. You know, I, I started talking about just random stuff, and I wanted it to be relatable to big families, so I jumped into the uh, the more relevant topics. But uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you want me to talk about it? And. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. yeah, no, I, uh, I switched jobs in late July, uh, July 22nd was my last day with the, um, I guess the Lampo group as you and I knew it, um, called Ramsey solutions, Dave Ramsey for any of you listeners. He's an awesome radio talk show host and, uh, left on good terms. Love that place to this day. Have tons of great friends there. Uh, I just wanted to kind of spread my wings and try something new. So I uh, jumped in with a small local company here in the Nashville. Um, <laughs> and uh, now I'm uh, working for Preventure Security, which is um, uh, we we do kind of anything in the security industry you could think of uh, on a commercial or, re or residential industry. What's that? Not, <laughs> not the securities. Sec not the securities. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it's funny. Some people think, oh, you're in, uh, you know, some sort of Stocks financial, financial field. Yeah. Uh, securities or, or they're like, oh, so you're like a mall cop now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Neither of those. We're talking burglary systems, uh, camera surveillance, 
uh, all kinds of stuff. I don't want to really bore anybody with it, but commercial pre-wire rough and stuff like that. So all over the board. Um, and it's been, a, I'm about a month in and it's been like drinking through a fire hose, uh, as anybody could attest to starting a new job. Uh, just the idea of the information overload and trying to learn the products and the technology and how to talk about it. It's one thing to know it, but then how do you talk about it? You know, so, uh, it's cool though. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it and, uh, yeah, I guess that's that. So that's big news on, uh, on the Earhart side of things. Yeah. And that's, so um, how's your, how's your family faring? Because it does affect everybody when you go sure. through something like that. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we could do a show around this sometime. Uh, you know, the job, the job switching or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, uh, we could talk more acutely about your, what you guys did. However many years ago, that was that four years yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That. And then another one kind of two years ago when we moved to Kentucky. So it's been, well, yeah, I guess that, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about time. the move to Kentucky. It's only been two no, years. Kentucky's Kentucky's been two years. Yeah. 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 No, I think that could be worthy of potentially a whole show, but it's, you know, it's a, I'm different because I'm kind of in my head thinking about things a lot and how can I, you know, what, how did I mess this up when I was talking to this person earlier today or how can I do better next time? And kind of just, you know, I was in such a, I was in an eight year routine that uh, was great in some ways, but also potentially could have been some complacency. And I think that's what any man with a career, that's been in the same field for a while could battle with, you know, uh, or anybody can relate to that and it doesn't have to right. be in career wise, but you know, so w whether there was some of that there and I just went from very comfortable, um, uh, as far as my routine went to like the chaos kind of relating the whole, um, you know, school to summer thing, uh, you know, um, chaos, you know, to use a, I guess a metaphor there. Um, it's not like our home's chaotic or anything, but it's just different, you know? So, and I'm still in the middle of that, like really in the middle of the throes of that. So, um, I could see where my kids might think maybe my mood's different. I, I don't know. I haven't really considered it. I know Catherine is very aware of, uh, kind of how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, how I'm different. You know, uh, I have a tendency to get in my head a lot on that stuff which makes me be, makes me quiet and stuff like that. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the kids are rolling. It's been kind of fun. The kids will bring up, you know, have your, have a good day at your preventure, you know, like <laughs> they, you know, they don't really get it, but well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. The, the older ones are obviously aware of the job change. Are uh -huh. they like, what's their, what's their involvement? What's their awareness of it? Is this dinner time conversation? You sit down with your eight-year-old and you're like, here's what's going on. Let me explain what a security system is, for uh, instance. A little bit, yeah. Ava, um, cool. Ava, who actually turned nine this summer. Um, oh, that's right. Know, so she'll, she'll, bring, she'll bring that. They've brought that stuff up a couple times, you know. And uh, So, Daddy, do you – I don't, can't remember exactly the, the question, but it was – it was, it was somewhat funny, but also like cool, you know, that she's interested. Something she asked me about, did, do you sell alarms or something now? Or, or do we have an alarm? I don't know what she asked. I really can't remember. But to your point, yeah, uh, the kids have, they all drew me a little card, um, like this big poster card that said, good luck in your new job on my first day. And they signed it and they wrote things. And, you know, the family's been super supportive as, as they would be. 
uh, and the kids just kind of n- know that, you know, they don't go to the same place when they visit daddy's work. Uh, in fact, there's not much of a place to go to. Uh, it's a very small company, and we just have a little tiny space that, that uh, kind of is uh, some warehouse and some holding space. There's a couple little offices. Very different. It's just a different feel. So mm-hmm. in their brain, um, I, I don't know. I'd love to be in their brain and kind of see what they think. But it's kind of a flash in the pan for them. They're, they're, dad's home. He's, you know, oh, how's work? Okay, boom, back into my play-in mode and kind of trying to kind of moving on and as i think as parents Catherine and i want want their we don't want any kind of like hiccup in their life we want it to just continue to be steady there uh which which is a challenge as well so yeah yeah big change big 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 fun big news and we'll, we'll see we'll see how you know how it goes really so all right man well congratulations on the switch that's a big deal uh and as you alluded to just for a little bit of background uh Bobby and I, he and I both worked at Dave Ramsey's office. I was there for eight years. How long? How long were you there? How eight, long was your reign? Eight years. That's awesome, man. Um, I wasn't quite eight, but yeah. Anyway, uh, both spent a lot of our formative years there. Honestly, formative in our career. So, uh, it was a great place to work. Um, it, it's funny. I read a read a post one time talking about how with really great companies, when you leave a really great company you it, it it's kind of onerous for you to consider yourself an ex-employee you look back at it and you're like well yeah i used to work there or whatever like how can you give that some more standing in your life if it was a good experience overall and it's to consider yourself an alumni you're part of the alumni of that company yeah you spent some time there and then you've moved on to the next thing you don't have to spend 20 years somewhere you know for it to be a, a or you don't have to spend your entire career somewhere for it to be that kind of thing. Like you can spend a decent track and go, okay, well, man, it was great. Now I'm moving on. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, some other news, let's see, Sarah, uh, is getting ready to change her schedule around a little bit, which is going to affect our family. And, um, she, we realized that with her schedule right now, it's been very flexible. It's been really nice. Sarah has been part-time. She is a pediatric nurse practitioner. So she works in a doctor's office for a local pediatric clinic. She sees her own patients. She works with the kids. She takes care of the kids. It's a great gig. She loves it. It's really kind of dream job material for her. And she was doing it three days a week. And we got to looking at some things and realized she wasn't that far from a full-time schedule. And if she technically goes full time, so much changes in our world. Not is it, and not only is it just the extra income, but it's the benefits. Mm-hmm. And the benefits was it, it's a huge number yeah. for us, especially with five kids. It really makes sense for us to have full full benefits because we were paying kind of the difference between part time and full time benefits. We were just paying that out of pocket. So um, we're going to adjust or she's adjusting her schedule starting, I think next month. And she's been working on that. The contract process has been crazy. I mean, like it is at any place. And there were a lot of changes administratively for the organization that she works for, which was fine. And, you know, stuff happens and they were constantly asking her, Hey, just a little bit longer. Can we just have your patience a little bit longer? And Sarah's just a dream employee as well. So we worked through that process and we're finally getting somewhere. And I say we, because it affects me dramatically as well. So she and I were, uh, having just these long, very deep, very heavy, sincere, but beautiful 
conversations about all this stuff. You know, when to push back. Do we ask for negotiations? Do we just accept it, you know, however they they first give her the contract and talk about these changes? Do we just accept it for what it is? Or do we push back a little bit and try to find some compromise? So uh, the teamwork element of she and I working on that together has been very, very fun. But anyway, that is nearing completion now. And she did a great job, and the administration has done a great job in working with her. So that's going to be a big change. The fun thing is, it is a big change for us, you know, income-wise and benefits-wise. But uh, more importantly, it's not a dramatic change time-wise. So she's going to be adjusting her lunches a little bit, taking like 30-minute lunches instead of hour-long lunches. Yeah. And then she's going to work the occasional Friday morning instead of, you know— just adding a full day or full two days to her schedule. She's able to kind of wheel and deal and slice and dice a little bit so that her schedule at work doesn't change a whole lot. Well, that's cool. Which is good for the kids. It's good for us. So anyway, we're, uh, we're quite happy with that stuff too. Um, I guess this would be an interesting place to say this. I've never really kind of embraced this title or whatever, but uh, I, I want to write a blog post about this at some point. But I guess you can say you heard it here first. Uh, here on the podcast, if you pay attention to this kind of thing, I am pretty much a stay-at-home dad. And boom! I've never boom. There it is. Bam! Yeah, I'm not literally going to mic drop the mic because this mic's like a hundred dollars. If I broke it, <laughs> then I'd have to get my wife to work more so she could buy me a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> honey, She's my sugar mama. Honey, I'm gonna need you to get a few more hours in. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, talking about uh, job changes and stuff. Um, that's definitely something that I would like to expound upon in that show is what this looked like for me. I had a very successful career doing events, doing media, video production, a lot of that stuff in those worlds. And then we moved back to Kentucky and I still do this on the side, uh, freelance marketing, marketing, consulting for small businesses and brands. I love doing that work, but with five kids, especially the ones that are preschool. So we only have two in school this year, elementary school. We've got a third grader and a kindergartner and Luke who's four, he's in preschool. Then the other guys are at home for us. And I'm not saying this is something that everybody needs to do or whatever, but for us, it didn't make sense to go the daycare route. And we had done the nanny thing before, but even the nanny stuff started to get a little bit expensive, excuse me, a little bit expensive um, with all the kids, with all the hours that we were looking at. So I didn't really, I couldn't find a full-time job here in Owensboro, Kentucky, uh, that would be really an income replacer for what I had in Nashville. And Sarah and I just looked at the the ins and outs of it and said, look, it doesn't make sense right now for both of us to work full-time. And I work freelance a little bit on the side, but it just got to be so much with taking care of the kids. And like I said, the orthodontist visits and the dentist visits and all that crazy stuff. Um, I'm pretty much home with the kids. And it's, it's wild, and I'll, I'll probably download some more of that later on and share some more of that, the ins and outs. Um, but, yeah, so with Sarah's schedule changing slightly more coming this fall, that means that I get to embrace that title a little bit more. So there's a lot of baggage that comes along with that, especially if you're a manly man. And, uh, like, people from my parents' generation don't quite get it. They think it's weird, and it is kind of weird, especially – in a little bit more of a conservative town, blue-collar town, whatever you want to say. I mean, it's not the uh, metropolis that the Nashville is <laughs> here in Owensboro. So You're like Coach weird. Taylor, man. You're Coach here, Taylor. Here. 
Yeah, you know, you know if I coached football. <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the series, I know Coach Taylor. He gives up, you know, his uh, his coaching down at, at Dillon, right? Panthers. So so his wife can follow her passion and her career, and so on and so forth. You're, you, hey, spoil, start spoiler calling, alert! Start calling you Coach Taylor. <laughs> Don't need to put a spoiler alert in there in case somebody has not watched Friday Night Lights all the way through. Now you know how the whole thing ends. You don't need to watch the series. Uh, yeah, I know. You think that would really ruin the entire no, thing? not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Sorry if it did, though. <laughs> what if somebody's if listening makes... and they have like two episodes left? <laughs> like, oh, God. Tammy! Tammy Taylor. The, uh, you know what, though? That... I feel like podcasts I listen to, they, they are um, no holds barred on spoilers. Like, they don't care. You know what? Let's be real. Friday Night Lights ended five Very years ago. Old, yeah. Um, if it makes you feel any better, and I did just ruin that series for you. We did just ruin that series for you. Uh, and you have watched Lost. Feel free to email me any spoilers on Lost that you would like. Sarah and I just started watching that last night. Season one, episode one, the whole shebang. So here we go. We're going to strap ourselves in and try to watch this. I hear that the ending is really rocky. Um, but if you would like to uh, take out your frustrations with us spoiling Friday Night Lights on back on us, go for it. You can email us at theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com. Just put in the subject, here's a spoiler for Lance. <laughs> I'll be impressed if anybody emails you. I love it when they do. Me we too. actually we need, to, we need to talk about some mailbag stuff. Have we gotten some? I mean, we got an email not, yeah. a few, not, not too long yeah. ago. Hey, why don't we give a couple of shout outs? Um, why don't you talk about something real quick while I pull up a shout out? I'm not going to edit it out even. Mm, Just go for it. Talk about things. Huh. Gosh. So, uh, my kids. <laughs> That's a good start. That's a good start. Um, why would you do this to me? Okay, oh, here. Man. Every it's day, I have to I have to have caffeine around four o'clock every day, and I have trained myself for that. Like now, I have to wean myself off of this. Why do we do this to ourselves? Right? I used to not drink coffee. Not even probably like two years ago, I didn't drink coffee, and then I started drinking coffee socially. Right? Yum yums. And then <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> yes, that those two, and um. Maybe someone can email us if they're interested in what a yum yum is. I will I will email you the recipe, nice. um, and it won't be terribly surprising. But uh, so yeah, I have to train. I, now I have to have like an iced coffee every day to the point where I'll make coffee in the morning, uh, like standard hot coffee, and then put it in the fridge, <laughs> and then it just kind of cools down all day, and then I can throw some ice in it at the end of the day. <laughs> so there you go. There's your random fact about me. Are you done now? Do I need to keep talking? No, that was that was very good. Except I'm uh, never mind. It was very touching to know about your caffeine problem. <laughs> good. So, so we we have Pray gotten for some me. stuff in from listeners. Yes. Well, hey, we have gotten some stuff in from listeners, um, especially during our, uh, our our quiet season hiatus, which was our hiatus, which was somewhat unplanned. Man, even the last episode we did, we're like season two. We're back. We took three weeks off. And this then, was like, season three. Yeah, season three of Above <laughs> Average. Here we go. Uh, uh, let me read this 
it's very uh, touching. It was very inspiring for me. It's not a big long letter or anything, but it was really cool. Um, let's see. I'm going to say who this is and where he lives, but I'm not going to throw out any personal information. Okay, here we go. This is from Andrew in, drumroll please, Australia. Dude, Australia. Wow. Above average global style. Isn't hey, Lance. That, that's, in, uh, that's in Arkansas, right? Arkansas. That's right. <laughs> Australia, Arkansas. So this is from Andrew in Australia. Hey, Lance. I just wanted to let you in on my story. I listened to Above Average, and I've got six kids, three under two twins. Including Oof. twins, he means. Wow, buddy. That's a man right there. Yeah, we should have him on the show. I love listening here in Australia to your stories and wisdom, which I cracked up at that part. <laughs> I'm a man. Which part? Said, Wait, the stories of the wisdom. The, the wisdom. He said, I'm a oh, man of faith too, and you. I love how this is a big part of your life as well. Keep up the good work and go for it, Andrew. So I thought that was cool. Um, the the man of faith shout out, because Bobby, you and I, uh, you know, we make no apologies for being Catholic, for being strong, try to be anyway, uh, strong Christian, strong try. witnesses in our faith. Um, we're honest about it. We're open about it. We're not perfect, but you know, we, we do try to, to get there. So anyway, I said, Andrew, thank you so much for the message and congrats on your fam. I can't imagine three under two. I really appreciate you listening to the show. It's definitely a labor of love and hopefully we'll get some new episodes out soon. So woo, here we go. Boom. And yeah, the faith element is a big deal in the day to day of our families. So there's no point in hiding it. Right. And then I asked him how he found out about the show. Check this out. Hey, Lance, thanks for responding. I found your podcast by searching Apple Podcasts for anything related to big families. It took a while uh, to find anything decent, but I was desperate for some other input. So for me, this, so uh, he, he goes on to say a few other things. Um, he talks about how Bobby and I sound great together and Sarah and I were kind of fun. We, we did a couple of shows together. Um, so anyway, Andrew, thank you so much for those kind words. Um, I do want to relay the importance of this for me and kind of going back to the reason that we started the podcast, right, Bobby? It was nobody else was talking about big family stuff. Right. And w or not that we could find. There are a few other things. There are some that are maybe hyper-focused or um, hyper-faith related, which is cool. And there's certainly room for that. Um, but just one saying, look, this is all about big family life. And that's what we'll always try to put the focus on. Some of the stuff made veer into, I don't know, general parenting territory, just because that certainly applies to big families as well. But for the most part, Bobby and I, and then when Sarah and I do shows together, we do challenge ourselves to find the niche, right? Like what's, what is the element of this topic right here that relates directly to and specifically to big families? Yes. Because nobody else was doing it. So that's what we're trying to do. Sometimes that's the challenge. Yeah. Oftentimes we should, uh, oh yeah, oftentimes, all the time. Um, Andrew, if you hear the show, email us, maybe you already did this Lance, but email us some, uh, show topic ideas. We're always, you know, what, what's an experience that, that you've had recently that you think we could totally talk about and do a show on and that yeah, goes for anybody, yeah. anybody listening. Yeah. Andrew, you are more than welcome to do that as is anybody. Um, actually Andrew hit me up on Twitter. And I'm at Osborne on Twitter, O-S-B-O-R-N-E, if you want to uh, check out what's going on over there. Honestly, I've been really quiet on Twitter lately. There's not much going on. Are you still checking Twitter regularly, Bobby? I check it for the weather. Don't laugh. Nashville, severe, severe WX. 
Yeah, and every once in a while, every once in a while, he'll he'll retweet me or respond to a tweet, and uh, or they will. I think it's like two or three of them now. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's my Twitter. Uh, Does it much. give you butterflies in your tummy when he retweets you? Oh, I'm famous, immediate, immediate <laughs> famous. So you're a darling of the uh, the Nashville weather scene on Twitter. <laughs> Congratulations! Totally. And yeah, we got another letter. I mean, we've had a, a few things kind of fly around lately, which, um, let's be honest, above average and the niche that we're talking about. This is not a giant podcast. This is not This American Life. This is not uh, Joe Rogan or any of these other giant podcasts out there. It's pretty niche. And I, I wish it could be bigger, honestly, Bobby, just because I enjoy doing this and I would love to see a little bit more ROI, not even necessarily money. But at the same time, the labor of love element, like pulling me back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is. Well, it's kind of like very... it's kind of like the fam- anybody with a big family or that's living in a big family life or can relate to it knows that 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 in and of itself is a labor of love, right? So any, so it's almost like the the two are analogous, if you will. The show is a labor of love, like in order to do it, you know what I mean. So like, I guess what I'm saying is our yeah. listeners get it and and we they hear us say we get you right like we we know where you're at we know what you're doing we know what you're going through um and that's kind of the idea we want this the relatability uh for these other families out there to just know that you know they're not alone that was a big part of why i wanted to do the show you know just to there's other dads out there and i mean i don't i don't think we necessarily speak just to the dads or just to the to the dudes, if you will. But, um, I think, yeah, I mean, we talk about our wives a lot. The moms can relate. It's, it's just this big, big family, if you will. No pun intended. We're you all one it. big, you happy family. That's right, man. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, let's come back to some of those other letters, Bobby. Let's, let's save those for another time. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about, wanted to share tonight today, whatever time you're listening, is a post that my wife, Sarah, wrote. Uh, it's at aboveaveragesho.com slash EpiPen. Bobby, have you kept up with the EpiPen drama? A little bit. My uh, my wife and I, Kat and I, were, were talking about that. Um, and we, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's relatable to us, be, and I can say why once you kind of give a quick rundown. Yeah. Go ahead yeah, and, well, and I'll idea, say how we relate. Yeah. Uh, you probably have heard of it, especially if you follow any kind of parenting media outlet, whether it's a blog, whether it's just you've got a bunch of other parents in your Facebook newsfeed or whatever. The EpiPen is a drug that if you have an allergic reaction, you've got this pen mechanism where you can essentially jab it into your thigh and it gives you a dose of epinephrine and it staves off a severe allergic reaction and a severe allergic attack, especially in, if I recall correctly, anaphylactic situations. Yeah, like life-saving. swell up. Yeah. I mean, you would use this in a very emergency situation. This is not a, um, I'm not allergic to bees and I just got stung by a bee and it hurts. This is a, um, I am allergic to bees and I got stung and my throat is getting ready to swell up to the point where I won't be able to breathe. So I have to do something about it right now. I can't wait on it. So let's can't go to the ER. So speaking of this, and this is not to draw light to it. 
uh, our lightheartedness to it. Not at all. But I'm curious, have you ever been with a friend or anybody that needed their EpiPen? I'm sure maybe Sarah has been in the medical field, but, um, I had a friend, you know, like I, I, I haven't either, but I had a very, very close friend, uh, in high school who carried an EpiPen for bee stings. He was severely allergic to bee stings. Um, he, he never had to use it around, you know, yeah. like, and we, I mean, we ran around, I mean, we were kids all the way through, you know, our, you know, we were good friends through middle school and high school. And before we had cars, before it was, you know, we were always indoors. We were outside all the time. So I'm surprised, but he always had it with him. And I was always mm. like, I wonder if we're ever going to have to use that sucker. <laughs> right, right, so, right. But were you? Have well, you? No, I haven't, fortunately. And I know Sarah has been in some of these situations where she's had to give emergency injection, emer, excuse me, emergency injections, especially when she was a floor nurse at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. She's been in those situations before, but I don't think the allergic situations, sure, yeah. the EpiPen situations. Um, so anyway, the reason this is in the news, just kind of a flyby on this real quick, uh, the company that makes the EpiPen is in the news right now, kind of getting hung out to dry, pulled through the mud, what have you because the price of that product has gone from about $100 to about $600 in the last six years. And there's really no rhyme or reason. It's not like the cost of the drug, the epinephrine drug that is in it, has skyrocketed. You know, it hasn't fluctuated with you know, the price of energy or anything like that. They, the makers, just decided to increase the price. So... I'm not going to talk about that part. I'm not going to talk about, you know, whether it's price gouging or if the government needs to step in or free market ideals or anything like that. That's not what this is about. And that's not what Sarah's blog post was about either. Um, what it was about is because it is so expensive and granted it's expensive. So Bobby, you just mentioned your buddy had one, um, you know, back in, back in the day, he probably paid a hundred bucks for it. They actually recommend that you have two. Because if for whatever reason the first one fails, I don't know if it like misfires or if you just need more of the drug, but they recommend that you pack around too. So his investment would have been 200 bucks. Well, if they cost about $600 now, now this is without insurance or without insurance that would cover it. But if your kid needs this pen or needs two of these pens, you're investing $1,200 walking around, you know, Walmart or the park or whatever. You've got $1,200 potentially in your purse worth of EpiPens. Yeah extremely expensive because of that there's been kind of a backlash and people going hey we've got an alternative for you and essentially it's get a vial of epinephrine get a syringe and then have your pharmacist or your pediatrician or your doctor instruct you on how to use this that technically is correct technically it could work but just because it's technically correct doesn't make it practical or sensible at all. Sarah wrote a great blog post on um, that specifically, and more generally, the idea that the way that this idea is spreading, Bobby, is there's a, this kind of viral Facebook image that's going around. And you know how these Facebook things go, right? It's just this little yeah. image, and it's like, here, save hundreds of dollars by doing A, B, and C. Boom. And all these people are sharing it left and right. And it sounds so good in theory because it's like, yeah, forget you guys. We're going to go spend $10 on this solution instead of $100 or instead of $600 on this situation. 
But the thing is, that doesn't make sense at all. But all these people are probably going to now, I mean, anybody who's affected by it, a lot of these people are going to be going to their pediatrician or their pharmacist demanding X, Y, and Z because they saw it on a Facebook post. Sarah's point in writing the blog post is don't get medical advice from a Facebook meme. Right. Don't sure. rely on that stuff. Now, if it if it's good food for thought, if it makes you ask good, healthy, decent questions from medical providers, do it. Great. It makes sense. Um, but generally speaking, man, people just get up in arms over anything these days, especially thanks to social media and the way it spreads and the way that you can then share things. It's nuts. So uh, we've had a bunch of visitors, a bunch of new visitors to the website lately. You know, even people who aren't parents, even people who don't have what we call above average families around here, just because they are interested in this specific topic. So our little share, our little counter to that meme has gone somewhat viral in our world. So anyway, go check that out if you want to, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Again, my wife, Sarah, wrote that. She's a pediatric nurse practitioner. She's got her master's in nursing. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. But just in case, I ran that post by a pediatrician friend of mine and a pharmacist friend of mine, just to make sure that we had all of our T's crossed and I's dotted, and we weren't just coming out of left field on this. They completely agreed. So, again, be careful getting advice, uh, medical advice from a blog post or from a podcast. Certainly go talk to your, your uh, health provider for that stuff. But, man, have your guard up. Don't just think because you saw it on Facebook, man, it makes all the sense in the world and I'm going to do this and uh, forget anybody who else who, who gets in our way or anyway. You know what I mean. Yeah. And don't, some of that stuff is just nuts. Totally don't dot your T's while you cross your I's. I didn't say that, did I? No. Just fair warning. <laughs> I was I mean. afraid. No, no, that's a good current event. Seriously. Uh, we um, we don't, we have our Noah, our Noah. He's our middle son. The Noah. The Noah. Um, second to last has a fairly severe allergy to eggs. And we were instructed to get an EpiPen for him. And actually went to the pharmacy to pick it up. And, you know, I guess we ran it through our insurance or whatever it is. And it was that plus some other allergy medicine. And the allergy medicine was like, I don't know, nine bucks or something. But the total bill was like 600 and something dollars or 700 and something dollars. And Catherine was like, we, let me just check. I, we're not getting that right now. And so we had to go figure all that out. So, yeah, certainly relatable. Um, cause we were not prepared for that kind of cash flow right then and there and had no idea, you know? Um, yeah, so certainly yeah. pertinent and I feel like, I don't know why people would, I don't know, trust in these memes or whatever you'd say, but to me, that's like being your own anesthesiologist in some ways. And who would mm -hmm. do that? Why? I mean, I don't know. I may, I guess people life hacking is, is a big deal these days, you know, yeah. and they're always trying yeah. to. I'm always trying to do it with cable TV. How can I get my live sports without paying for it? But, um, you know, I mean, don't, I wouldn't do it with something that that's that dangerous or I don't know, poignant to, you know, actual health or bodily, right. bodily, you know, health, if you will. So anyway, yeah. and maybe, maybe even it's one thing when it's an adult, but if it's your kids and you're playing with your kids lives and you're trying to game the system or whatever. Again, I'm not endorsing what this company is doing with the pricing of this thing at all, yeah. but it does sound like they've got a, a good product. Um, it, it's just the pricing is kind of wacky. I mean, it's one but, thing to cut up some onions, throw them in a 
brown bag, <laughs> take a couple shots of whiskey, and then breathe in the <laughs> breathe in the onions really quickly out of that bag. You know, like heave in and out to try to kill a common cold, right? And I'm not trying to tell you that I've ever done that, but it's another to like create your own epipen. What? Wait, what? Onions and, and basil. This is new. <laughs> uh, on that note. Um, actually not, not on that note at all. <laughs> uh, I want, I want to talk about a, a second ago we mentioned, Hey, we want to be super relevant to big families. And then now we're talking about EpiPens. The reason that that applies and Sarah and I had this discussion. We, we did think this through before she wrote it and before I posted it. First of all, statistically, we even put this in the blog post statistically, because with above average families, we've got more people in our lives. We've got more kids that we take care of. The odds are higher that we will have a kid with severe allergies. Right. I mean, that that's just basic math. Yeah. But also it is the financial side too. Um, obviously big families, you know, you can say the average American income is X, but our families are not average. We don't have 2.5 kids. We've got three plus, uh, my wife and I, we've got five. We know plenty of families who have seven and eight kids, that kind of thing. If they have an average American income, but above average and above average family and above average number of kids, man, that dollar has to stretch farther and farther and farther. And when is it supposed to stretch to something like an EpiPen and when is it not? So exactly the situation that Bobby just laid out with, with Noah and Kat looking at the pharmacist going, uh, wait, $700, $600, are, are you sure? Yeah. That's exactly why we wanted to talk about this. Because if you're looking for ways to cut your budget, <clears throat> which you very possibly are, this, this may not be the best way. So right. just food for thought. What else you got, Bobby? No, that's it. I think, dude, it is so good. it is so good to to get back on this. I've got a new little mixing board. I'm going to try to improve the audio quality of the show a little bit. Um, Bobby's bringing his A game by drinking his afternoon coffee to be ready for the show. Yeah, no, I used to do that though. What's that? I've always done that. Oh yeah, through the duration of this show, brought your A game. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe not. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, that's all we've got for this one. And hopefully, I don't know, Bobby, maybe we can record another show for next week and we're actually going to do a deep dive on a topic. We've got a few topics thrown out, thrown out there that we've talked about for a while, that we've considered for a while. And uh, yeah, we're going to choose one of those. We're going to try to get back on schedule. I've got an interview with somebody that I really want to post. I think that's going to be a great episode, uh, certainly relevant to above average families. Yeah, so let's get back on track. Man, here comes fall. Uh, something that Dave Ramsey said about the two New Year's. I always remember that at those staff meetings. Bobby, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the school year and the New Year. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are two points throughout the year where people are like, okay, let's get back on track. Whether it's getting their finances in order, so that was the Dave Ramsey case, or getting in shape or getting, you know, whatever together socially, whatever it may be, right? There, there are two times in the year where people focus. And one of those, of course, is the new year with New Year's resolutions and everything. But the other one is the fall. The kids are going back to school and it feels like, okay, summer vacation is over. Even for adults, man, summer vacation's over. Like, let's, let's get going. So that's what I want to start doing with Above Average. So expect more content from us, not just podcast episodes, but on the blog as well. If you have something that you would like us to talk about, like to cover... Um, like to share on our Facebook page, or maybe even maybe you're a writer or maybe you're a blogger and you would like something 
uh, of yours to be shared on AboveAverageShow.com. Let us know. Give us a shout. There might be something that works out where it's kind of a win-win. We'd love to share some guest posts on there. So anyway, uh, give us a shout. You can hit me up on Twitter. Again, uh, my my handle on there is at Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or you can email the show. The email address is theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com. Or what else, Bobby? Our Facebook page, aboveaverageshow.com slash Facebook would be the best way to get there. You can hit up Bearheart on Twitter. Bearheart, yeah. <laughs> Always. I'm there. <laughs> Bearharding around. Talking to the weather guy in Nashville. The <laughs> Nashville. All day. Anyway, all right. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, somewhat grab bag episode of Above Average. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, don't let us know. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Boom, ciao. And we'll see y'all next time. Boom, ciao. .org, <laughs> which, is, which is a real thing. Boom, ciao.org. <laughs> I thought it was dot .com. No, I tried to get the dot .com, and I couldn't. Boomchild.org, <laughs> but above average show.com. Later. Later. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> All right, I'm killing the recording. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just going to let it go. Let it go. Let it go.